this is Top Quality Faith Ministries podcast, a multicultural global church mandated by God the Father to love and to serve as an instrument of the body of Christ. This is the house where God builds top quality faith in his people. Wherever you are listening from, we pray that you are blessed by today's message. Again, we have set up order a little bit differently. Uh, I would literally say the people that are standing, can I invite you to sit down? That would be so nice. Thank you, Terry. I can see you. Just invite everybody to sit down. I'm sure, you know, if you need a mask and you don't feel comfortable sitting by somebody, you know, get a mask. And so I open with the simple prayer. Father God, even as we come before you today, let each and every one of us be nourished as you have seen fit. And Lord, let us not run to all these different tables, or I would call it smorgasbords, but truly sit before you and eat in accordance to what you have called forth. This I asked in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I seen this funny thing on Instagram, and, and I can't really say Instagram, I'll say on LinkedIn, and it really caught my attention. And it was so different to me that I had to stop and pay attention to it. It was a new baby eagle. And it was chasing after its food. And the way it was chasing after its food, there were a caterpillar on the ground. And the caterpillar, I don't think the bird recognized it, was trying to get away from it. And it was trying its best to get away from it, but the chick had its mouth open and it was chasing after the food. But it just had its mouth open. And the caterpillar kept tossing and turning, trying to get away, going up a hill, going, doing everything, trying to get away from it. And the bird, which really caught my attention, it had its mouth open. As if the caterpillar was going to jump in its mouth and be consumed. And I kept staring at it, and I replayed it. You know how you go back and look at it again and look at it more than one time, and you're just looking at it. And as I began to look at that, even though they were looking at it from a work perspective that many of us in the work environment we expect a job just to jump in our hands we don't want to do the work we don't want to go the extra mile we don't want to do this uh, take the steps to get to that promotion and this morning as I was looking at the word the Lord said use that as an example because many of us don't want to do the work we just want what God has for us to just jump inside of us and just be there 
when we need them. But he also took me as far as after I looked at that and I kept saying, wow, that's interesting, Lord. Wow, that's interesting, Lord, because it really caught my attention. But then I, I, I looked at it from a spiritual and a, a, you know, a physical point of view because many of us operate as such. We think that things are just supposed to jump in our lap and, and there's nothing we have to do to get it. And as I was looking at that, the Lord says, many of you operate from a physical standpoint and not from a spiritual standpoint. And as I began to look at it even further, he then began to talk to me about food. Wow. Uh, I, ha I wasn't a foodie, but my daughter makes me into the foodie. I'll say it like that. And I'm, I'm one who like to eat the same thing because my body responds to the same thing the right way and it doesn't hold on to the same thing, if that makes sense. And so when I begin to explore and go into all of these new places and eat all these different foods, my body says, what the heck? And it holds on and don't know what to do with it because that's just the way my body works. And so the Lord was literally saying to me, this is the same way that some of you guys eat spiritually. You go after the physical aspect of the word. What's going to be for you to fix you right now? What is it for you at this particular moment that you need to sustain you in order to get to the next place that you're desiring? But it's not spiritually enriching you for what he has. And you're in that place where you're constantly desiring more and even to a point that your hunger is not being quenched. Have you ever went to one of the restaurants and I give you guys the funniest story because I was like Lord how do I bring this to their attention so that they can see exactly what you're showing me. We went on this cruise. My children and I went on this cruise. We were thrilled to go on this cruise. And we were blessed with the dinner, uh, getting on the cruise. And we thought it was the greatest thing. And thank you. We thought it was the greatest thing. And in that place, we were thrilled because we had planned out what we're going to do, how we're going to eat, everything. And so the first night, we went to one of the restaurants. And, you know, on a cruise, everything's free. But it don't look like it's free, so you're gonna avoid the expensive places because you think that there's some money that you have to give for in some of these expensive places. But you have to pay ahead for some of these things. So we sat down and we ate the first night. Then we went back to the place to make sure we made reservations for the place that we were blessed with. We got there, the food was amazing the next day. I mean, it was everything that we could ever think of and some and we raged we ate off each other's plate and everything and we were just thrilled so we decided we just gonna do this restaurant because this is the place to do let's go ahead and book and get some additional ones and come back to it the next time and so we came back to it because this was good it was awesome experience 
And so when we came back the second time, none of us liked our food. The experience wasn't the same. The excitement wasn't the same. We didn't even take the time to eat off of each other's plate. We were just like, oh, this ain't good, that ain't good. And everybody's just like, oh, okay? <laughs> and we were told ahead of time what to order the first time, okay? But then we kind of figured it was so good that the next time you go back, just try something new, right? And we got there and we were very much dissatisfied. I mean, everybody, okay? And to the where, you know, we didn't learn our lesson. And so, you know, just so happened my friend who went with me said, well, I'm gonna pay for the next night for you guys, okay? So we go three times in a row to this restaurant. And the third time was even worse. And, and, and so we sat back and I said, well, I'm going to just do myself a favor. I'm going to get what I got the first night. And you can't go wrong because whatever you had the first night got to be the same on the third day and third night out. But it wasn't. And, and as I began to look at that and being in that place of disappointment, the Lord literally said, this is how many of you guys go after the word. You get something interesting that comes across that God unctions you to get. And then you keep going back to these places trying to get something else. But what God had prepared for you was what you needed at that particular time. So then you begin to chase after these prophets, these teachers, these evangelists, and you're trying to obtain something that God didn't tell you to do. Therefore, again, you're going after the physical. Because it takes too much to take the time to sit before God and to eat of him. He says, say that again. It takes too much time for you to sit before the Lord and allow him to feed you. Wow. Interesting message, right? So funny, it's in the word. And so if we go to John 6. And I'm going to have the person just to read it all. And then I'll go back and look at some key areas. also known as the Sea of Tiberias. And a huge crowd kept following him wherever he went, because they saw his miracles as he healed the sick. Then Jesus went up into the hills and sat down with his disciples around him. It was nearly time for the annual Passover celebration. Jesus soon saw a great crowd of people climbing the hill, looking for him. Turning to Philip, he asked, Philip, where can we buy bread to feed all these people? He was testing Philip, for he already knew what he was going to do. Philip replied, it will take a small fortune to feed them. 
Then Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. There's a young boy here with five barley loaves and two fish. But what good is that with this huge crowd? Tell everyone to sit down, Jesus ordered. For all of them, so all of them, the men alone, numbered 5,000, sat down on the grassy slopes. Then Jesus took the loaves, gave thanks to God, and passed them out to the people. <clears throat> Afterward, he did say, I'm sorry, after he did the same with the fish, and they all ate until they were full. Now gather the leftovers, Jesus told them, his disciples, so that nothing is wasted. There were only five barley loaves to start with, but 12 baskets were filled with the pieces of bread the people did not eat. Let me stop you right there. I love, because I never understood why he gathered. Because sometimes if you don't gather, people gonna keep eating. And they're gonna overeat. And even what they eat, they're not gonna be able to sustain. Because it will not really digest well. And so, as I began to look at what the Lord was literally showing me here, he made preparation for all of them. And he provided for all of them. But in his, him providing, he wanted them to pursue him. Not what he was offering them. And many of us hear great things and we pursue the person rather than pursuing the person that anointed the person to speak. And so in that particular place, you then become a follower of that person rather than a follower of Jesus. And so therefore, you never grow into who you're supposed to be because you're so busy looking at the other person and you're trying to get what's in that other person, and that in the other person is going to Jesus. But you're not. And so you find yourself searching people out because you want what they have, but you never stop to understand that the gift giver is the one you're supposed to be pursuing. And so you pursue after other people's wisdom instead of pursuing after God. I laugh because a lot of times in this house, I see people that's in the house and outside the house. When somebody pops up on something, they say, oh, here goes this person, here goes this person, here goes this person. Oh, look at this, look at that, look at this. If God gave it for a reason, it was to inspire you. But he didn't say, keep eating there, keep eating there, keep eating there. Because if you keep eating in the same place and not eating from Jesus, understand, you never grow. And the reason why you never go, because the food, you don't even recognize you get tired of it. Everybody can't eat rich food all the time. Hopefully you guys see it. Sometimes you need the basic things, the calories that's going to sustain you. And, and so that means you can't eat out all the time. You got to eat at home. Because God knows what he's prepared for you. And in that place where he prepared for you, he knows how your digestive system works. Hopefully you get what he's saying. Because every 
something you cannot digest. And some things you're not even ready to eat it. Have you ever eaten something and your body literally say, oh, 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 I got to this up. Or you drunk something and it just didn't feel right and subtle in your stomach. And you find yourself, what, spitting it out. And when you're not prepared for something, it don't go down. You're like, I don't know, something's happening in my body. I just don't understand. I just can't get this down. Because some things God didn't prepare for you. But yet you're still trying to eat it. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then the Holy Spirit literally shows me on another thing. Like, some of you guys just want sweets. Hey, that's me. Hey, that's me. Raise your hand, because that's me. I gotta have a dessert with everything, okay? <laughs> and if I could start with dessert, ooh, okay? You're laughing, but you know it's true because we just want get to the point, tell me what I need to do, and that's all I want. And so we look for people that's going to get to the point, tell us exactly what we need, because that's all we want. But we don't realize there's a process even in that. Yes. And so we can't eat on the sweetness of the word only. We have to begin to nourish on the stuff that hurts. And, and, and I love how the stuff that hurt because God sets up vessels that are not nice vessels in you guys' eyes. And they're straightforward, straight to the point, and they walk you to the core. And, and, and in that, you like, can somebody else feed me? And so then you go back to the sweet stuff. Because you can stomach the sweet stuff, because the sweet stuff just basically gives you that hype in the word, but it never allows you to enter in. Hopefully you're hearing what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to you. He said, you got to change your diet. He said, you got to change your diet. And you got to be mindful of what you're eating. And you got to be mindful what tables you're eating at. He said, but I'm asking you to eat of me. Let's go forward with the word. Verse 14 of John 6. When the people saw this miraculous sign, no one they exclaimed, Surely he is the prophet we have been expecting. Jesus saw that they were ready to take him by force and make him king, so he went higher into the hills alone. That evening, his disciples went down to the shore to wait for him. But as darkness fell and Jesus still hadn't come back, they got into the boat and headed across the lake toward Capernaum. Soon a gale swept down upon them as they rowed and the sea grew very rough. They were there for, there, sorry, they were three or four miles out when suddenly they saw Jesus walking on the water toward the boat. They were terrified, but he called out to them, I am here. Don't be afraid. Then they were eager to let him in, and immediately the boat arrived at their destination. The next morning, 
what God is literally saying that he's trying to set up a new place for you to rest on. And so if you notice, they were eager and they let him in. And so the place in which they in, there was difficulty, but God literally brought them into the new place. And in that new place, they were able to rest. And sometimes as we begin to eat at these new restaurants, wow. Oh, my, my daughter's like, oh, let's go to here, let's go to there, let's go to there. And I love the thought, she says, let's go to there. But sometimes when I get there, I'm like, the hype is not what it is. Did you guys get it? Because sometimes we run for the hype. And the Lord is literally saying, as I begin to move you into new places, don't run after the hype, you guys. Run after him. Hopefully you're getting what he's saying in this message. Let's keep going. Verse 22. The next morning, back across the lake, crowds began gathering on the shore, waiting to see Jesus. For they knew that he and his disciples had come over together and that the disciples had gone off in their boat, leaving him behind. Several boats from Tiberias landed near the place where the, where the Lord had blessed the bread and the people had eaten. When the crowd saw that Jesus wasn't there, nor his disciples, they got into the boats and went across to Capernaum to look for him. When they arrived and found him, they asked, Teacher, how did you get here? Jesus replied, The truth is, you want to be with me because I fed you, not because you saw the miraculous sign. But you shouldn't. I laughed because the Lord just popped something into my, <laughs> my spirit. He said, Remember the time when you drove so far? to see a prophet. And the funny part about me driving so far to see the prophet, when I got into this room where she was supposed to be speaking, I was floored. I only seen her on videos, never got to see her in person. And I was desperate to see it this person because I felt that this person had something for me something that I needed and I was looking around the room and what I found in that room really floored me there were a host of people that their hairstyles were cut and fashioned just like the speaker. Not only that, what I also found, that they uttered sounds as if they were the woman. And I was like, which one is her? <laughs> and I kept looking around to try to find her. And so, you know how they have the person comes before the person. And so the person came before the person and it just kept being delayed and delayed and delayed. And then finally the announcement 
And if I was to say the sound, you guys would know the person, so I won't say the sound. <laughs> and so finally, someone got up. And in that person getting up, they said the speaker got delayed. The speaker won't be here. I'm crushed. <laughs> I'm crushed. And so, first night, the speaker's not there. Second night, the speaker comes. And what she talked about was walking in your own shoes. Blew me away. Because I couldn't figure out which one was her. And there were so many people walking as if they were her. Hopefully you're hearing what the Lord is saying. We tend to take on what others have. And we try to become what they are. And God created you to become you. Hopefully you're hearing what he's saying to you again. You got to eat from him. Then he popped up another one in my, because most of you guys know this one, uh, another speaker. And this is where I'm new to Christianity, and I think some of you guys know this story. My daughter reminded me of the story, I think, not too long ago, and I laughed at her because uh, I was desperate. And when I say I was desperate, I wanted Jesus, but I wanted Jesus based on what I seen on TV. And I was determined to get the Jesus on TV. But yet in another fashion, an area of my life, I really didn't believe. You know, I would see these individuals come up and they would pray for people, they would fall off. I would see people getting out of wheelchairs. And, and, and things such as that. But there was this one person that really caught my attention and I believed him. And so I decided in my mind that I was gonna make plans to go see him because he had what I needed. And I even made plans to assault him. I was gonna go to the altar, act like I had some kind of sickness or whatever the case may be. And when I got up there, I was gonna get close enough and I was gonna snatch his anointing. <laughs> you guys are laughing. No, no. Because that's what some of you guys do. You go with the intent that you can take from the individual and the individual has nothing you can take. Because outside of the anointing, they look like you. Outside of the anointing, they may even look worse than you. And so I remember making plans and telling the Lord what I was going to do because I knew he was in hell. And the Lord said to me, you can't go. What do you mean I can't go? I got to go. Because I need what he has. Because I can't do this walk without you. Without him. If you really hear what I'm saying. And the Lord says, for your plan will fail if you should go. And then I said, well, why would my plan fail, Lord? 
He said, because you're after the anointing in him, and I'm the gift giver. He says, so what you're trying to take, you don't have the ability to take because it doesn't come forth in the physical. And many of you guys are chasing after physical things in other people. And the Lord literally said, it doesn't come forth that way. He says, you shall not only miss me, but you're going to be offended by them. Because you will never obtain what you're desiring. Hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to you. Let's keep going. Verse 27. But you shouldn't be so concerned about perishable things like food. Spend your energy seeking the eternal life that I, the Son of Man, can give you. Did you guys hear that? Spend your energy seeking eternal life that he only can give you. Nobody else can give it to you. You can't go and somebody lay hands on you and you've got everything you need. you got to go to him. You can't take somebody else's mantle because I've seen people take other people's mantle and then they take somebody else's mantle and then they take somebody else's mantle and they don't even know what mantle they have because the mantle is constantly changing. When God gives you something, you are not confused in it. Amen. Yes. Hear what he's saying. Yes. For God the Father has sent me for that very purpose. They replied, what does God want us to do? Jesus told them, this is what God wants you to do. Believe in the one he has sent. They replied, you must show us a miraculous sign if you want us to believe in you. Wow. Did you guys see now? He, he, he tells them, wait a minute. Believe in the one that said. We believe in the prophets, the ministers, the teachers. Yeah. But we don't believe in God. Yeah. Did, did you not see it? Yes. We got our, our TVs to set to rise early for these individuals. But we don't have our TV set arise for God. Because to go to him, it takes work. <laughs> to go to him, it takes that you deny yourself and, and, and that you lose sight of you. Because God's looking for the spiritual aspect of you. He's not looking for the physical. <clears throat> because the physical man don't know what he really wants. I can say today, oh God, I got a taste for this. And then when I get to the place, I don't have a taste for it no more. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like yesterday, because it was cold, I wanted ice cream. Is 
going to stop you from being cold. Don't make sense, right? And, 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 and so, as I desired the ice cream, the Lord said, turn on the heater. <laughs> and so my desire for ice cream instantly went away because it got hot. <laughs> and then he said, so what you were craving wasn't. And so the Lord said, turn on the heat. And so that as he turns on the heat and he begins to heat you up, he literally shows you what you're pursuing after. It's not it. Yeah. Yeah. And so he still says to me, you must cease from your sweet. You can no longer have an appetite for just sweets. You must have an appetite for him. Wow. There's some movie out there called The Good and Bad and the Ugly. Oh, <laughs> and none of us like the good, the bad, and the ugly. But the good, the bad, and the ugly lives in us. That's right. <laughs> and in that place, God is literally asking you to understand that this is what he chooses to deal with. I'm a person that likes pretty plates. I don't know about you guys. Oh, gosh, a restaurant with pretty plates. Oh, my God. I don't care how much I pay for it. <laughs> If it's pretty and it sits before me, I'm like, I'm thrilled. Okay? I get excited as it's coming. I look at everybody's plate as their plate's coming out. And then I say, ooh, I'm going to go back and I'm going to order that. Hopefully you guys get me. Yes. Wow. And in that, it's so bland. You always want more of it, don't you? Because it's so tiny, because it's so pretty. And it's so expensive, but it's pretty. He said, do not, you see, some of you will pay for pretty things, and it still does not sustain you. And he says, in the place where you pay for pretty things, you won't even pay for your own house. Yep. Hopefully you got it. Yeah. Because you're looking for something that's going to appease your physical. And he says, no more. He says, some of you have been saying, what's coming, what's coming, what's coming, what's coming? What's coming in 2023? He says, I'm going to deal with my house. And he says, and those who are really seeking me will remain. 
And he says, and you will be able to see me and them. And he says, and you will see what exists in everything else that goes awry. So what he's literally saying, be careful what table you eat from. If you get what I'm saying. Because it may be sweet, it may be pleasing to the eye, but you don't know what it's going to do to you once you take a hold of it. I'm sure all of us had food poisoning at one point in our lives. <laughs> but spiritual food poisoning is worse. Hear what the Spirit of the Lord is trying to get you to see. Let's take it to a close. Finishing and starting at verse 30. <clears throat> what will you do for us? After all, our ancestors ate manna while they journeyed through the wilderness. As the scriptures say, Moses gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said, I assure you, Moses didn't give them bread from heaven. My father did. And now he offers you the true bread from heaven. The true bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, give us this bread every day of our lives. Jesus replied, I am the bread of life. No one who comes to me will ever be hungry again. Those who believe in me will never thirst. But you haven't believed in me, even though you have seen me. However, those the Father has given me will come to me, and I will never reject them. For I have come down from heaven to do the will of God who sent me, not to do what I want. And this is the will of God, that I should not lose even one of all those he has given me, but that I should raise them up to eternal life at the last day. For it is my Father's will that all who see the Son and believe in him should have eternal life, that I should raise them at the last day. Then the people began to murmur in disagreement because he had said, I am the bread from heaven. They said, this is Jesus, the son of Joseph. We know his father and mother. How can he say, I came down from heaven? But Jesus replied, don't complain about what I said. For people can't come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them to me. And at the last day, I will raise them from the dead. Let me stop that. That was a lot, right? That was a whole bunch. Wow. Even to the point I may, may need to, to reread that just a second. And so, as the Lord continued to talk to me, and he talked to me about, you know, sometimes the desires. Have you ever been to a restaurant? I can't even talk about a restaurant. Let me talk about cinnamon since you're sitting in the room. 
there's days she cooks food and I'm floored. I'm floored by the food. I'm like, ooh, hopefully she, she remembers how she cooked that and bring it back the next day. <laughs> and, and, and if there's leftovers, I'm like, oh, lunch tomorrow. Uh -huh. And I get so excited about it. I get so excited about it. I'm like, oh, good, 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 good. <laughs> and then there's some times where she will cook something and she seems like she just put the hottest stuff in it that my mouth, my body, and I know it's going to do with the rest of my body when it comes out. I'm like, I can't eat that. It sets me on fire. Hear what I'm saying, you guys. Every aspect of me is burning. But yet I keep trying to eat it. <laughs> but every aspect of me is burning. I don't like hot stuff. And I know when it's too hot, you can't even taste it. Right. Do you get it? Right. When it's too hot, you can't even taste it. You don't even know what you eat. No. All you know is that you eat something hot. Okay? <laughs> and, and, and as it's going through, it seems like it's burning stuff in you as it's going down. Because you're like, oh, this is just hot. <laughs> and so, a lot of times, when we're eating from the Lord, we just want that hot fix. We want something that's going to be hot. And, 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 and when it burns, we like, ooh, this burning. Oh, but God, I got to keep eating it. Burning, but I got to keep eating. Get it? Yes. It's burning everything in me. I got to keep eating. But there's so much left over of it that you put it in the refrigerator and it goes all the way to the back. <laughs> all the way to the back. Because you remember that it burnt you. <laughs> it burnt you to whereby it really did a job on you. And so that food never get eaten again. Do you get it? The cook gonna eat it themselves. <laughs> and if the cook ain't eating it, push it all the way back, hide it. Trash day is coming. Let's go it out. <laughs> what did I just say? Many of us look to God and we get to the place to whereby he start peeling off the things that hinders us, he start pulling it off of us. We start pulling off it, and it began to burn, and we get so excited, like, oh my God, I'm being transformed and I'm changed. Mm -hmm. And then, as the transformation and change comes, it requires you to take action. Yes. Put that back in the back of the refrigerator. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
That's enough of change because I'm not ready to take it all the way through. Then yes. we go back to what's comfortable. And then we take what God gave us and throw it out. Yeah. I didn't give you access to that area, Lord. Don't we say that to you? I didn't give you that access because I'm not ready to let go. This is a comfort to me. So I ain't ready to let go of it. And so in that place, we tend to push anything that hinders. Even to the point we run from people that burns us. No, you get it? Oh, no, no, you in my business. I don't want you to know what's going on in me. Let me have a blank face and let me have a blank look when I walk by you so that you can't see nothing I do. Because if you see the real me, you ain't going to like it. So I'm going to put up what I want you to hear and see so that you can. I'm going to tell you guys, when I'm caught up in sin, I, I, I don't sit near prophets. Right. Real profit. That's right. <laughs> Making sure you guys know that. I'm sitting there in real profit because real profit will see it even when you're hiding it. Yes. <laughs> I sit among people who question their identity. Because <laughs> people who question their identity ain't going to get nothing. Because why? Because they're eating the same hot food that I'm eating. And they're running from themselves. Mm. Or they're eating candy. You guys already know that. Yeah. Candy, okay? That means they just eat good pieces of the word. Ooh, this is good. Jelly beans. Oh, gosh. Jelly beans, okay? <laughs> Ooh, today I'll eat a lifesaver, okay? Wow. Lifesaver. Because that's all they want. It's jelly beans and lifesavers. <laughs> oh, that word just saved my life. <laughs> because it's easy to eat them. Again, I'm talking about food. I'm talking about spiritual food. I'm talking about where you're at. I'm talking about what you do. Okay? You guys laughed about jelly beans. Wow, they come in all different flavors, right? Wow. I don't know if any of you guys were little and they used to have them little popping beans. Remember them little popping yes. beans that you get? Uh, and they would pop all over the place. You know, Jelly beans remind me of them little Japanese, what were they? What were they? Mexican, Mexican jumping beans? Jumping beans? Jumping beans? Jelly beans? Yeah, they just remind me of the jumping beans. And this is whereby, you know, you've got all that stuff jumping still on the inside of you because you just like sweet stuff. Get it? That God never really touches what it is because you want Him to touch something. And then you say, no, Lord, I want you to deal with this one. No, 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 I'm not ready for this. I want you to deal with this. No, 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 I'm not ready for this. Just take this. And you offer him nothing. Yeah. And so the condition stays the same. Get it? 
you offer him nothing because you're jumping from one thing to another. Okay, I'm going to lay this down. And then you lay it down and then you're like, oh, Lord, are you looking? I think they're not. <laughs> Better yet, take care of Joe over here because he's really the problem. Don't deal with me. Because I like my mixed fruits. Get it? I love sweet jelly beans. And, and the funny part about jelly beans, we always want to know the different flavor. Oh, what you eating? Oh, oh, this tastes like passion fruit. Oh, no. Oh, I like the black ones. Uh, or you get one that tastes like vomit. <laughs> you get another one that tastes like dog food. <laughs> Do you get it? You got all of these different flavors. But the funny part about it, you get stuff that tastes like stuff that you never taste. How did you know that? <laughs> Listen to what I just said. You get stuff that tastes like stuff. How do you know it? The Lord says, many of you like to sit in places where you enjoy the experiences of the enemy. He's the one that's throwing all these different flavors, and you're entertaining them. Because you like discovery. Well, what flavor is that? That's the spirit of fear. Wow, that's the flavor of fear. Wow, that's the flavor of anger. That's the flavor of jealousy. That's the flavor of unforgiveness. Wow. They're all sweet. And you run to them because it's the flavor of comfort. And when we get tired, guess what? We go to pretty plates. Here again, what the Spirit of the Lord is trying to get you to say. Wow, never thought food would be an interesting sermon. <laughs> Let's go back and back up to where you're at because I need to pick up a couple of things and then we can go forward toward the end. We are reading John 6, starting at uh, verse 30. They reply, you must show us a miraculous sign if you want us to believe in you. Oh. Oh. You know, at one point in my life, I used to get excited about seeing people who knew stuff about me. I'd be like, I'm going back. Because I want to know what they're going to say about me. I never applied it. I just want to know what they're going to say about me. Use me, use me. Talk to me. So I can see what's wrong with me. But then there would always be a point where they would hit me and it would rock everything on the inside of me. I'd never show up there again. 
that food wasn't right. <laughs> I even would say, as they telling me the food, giving me the serving of the food that God had for me, I would literally say, you know, that's not me. And then guess what? Two days, three days later, it was me. And then I'm like, it's me. I ain't going back there no more. Because their food, I throw it up. And then I wouldn't go back because I know everybody in the room knew it was me. They knew it was me when I was saying, hey, me. They said, it's you. No, it's not me. I didn't eat it. Because it didn't help me. Because I wasn't ready for change. Let's go a little bit further. What will you do for us? God, doesn't that, doesn't that sound good? I used to wake up every morning saying, Jesus, what are you going to do for me? Is lottery it? Is lottery it, Lord? That sounds funny, huh? I only played lottery one time in my life. It stressed me out so bad that I said I would never play again. <laughs> but listen to what I did, though. Listen to what I did. Because there's a, something in this. Because we all do it. I'm not going to play lottery. Because gambling is a sin. Don't we say that? I'm not doing that. Gambling is a sin. Glenn, can you go ahead and buy me some tickets? <laughs> Did you get the tickets? I would make my husband get the tickets. Because I'm not going to sin. Let him do it for me. Hear what he says. You will have somebody else get the meal for you because you're unwilling to get it for yourself. And you have the expectation that they are going to provide for you rather than you seeking the Lord for yourself. That one was ouch. Yeah. Get it? What was the message about today? You stayed at home and right. you want somebody to bring you the message. You should have been there. You should have been there. No, just tell me what it was about. Tell me the good part that you got. Because that's all I need. And we find ourselves in places looking for things as such instead of doing our own work. Let's go further. Verse 31. After all, our ancestors ate manna while they journeyed through the wilderness. 
As the scriptures say, Moses gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said, I assure you, Moses didn't give them bread from heaven. My father did. And now he offers you the true bread from heaven. The true bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, give us that bread every day of our lives. Let me stop because I'm laughing. Because at one point in time, I was looking for manna. I thought I could find manna. Sounds funny, huh? There was this wave that went through the church. And some of you guys remember it because some of you guys were here. There were a wave of people that talked about they woke up in the morning, they got gold teeth. They got gold dust coming down from heaven. And some people felt that they found manna in the room and this and that and manna flakes were coming down. And I didn't pursue God, I pursued the flakes. <laughs> I started looking for the manna. I started looking in my eyes for the gold. I would wake up and look and see if I got a replacement tooth, okay? you guys got what I just said. It sounds so funny because we all did it. Sounds so crazy because we do it today. How do we do it? Right now, God got a promise for you. Go ahead and take in your harvest right now. Okay? The harvest is here right here for you. Okay? God's going to pour a blessing into your life that's going to overflow. He never said money. And all of a sudden, your wife says, money, 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 money. I need it. And that harvest blessing may be the word itself. Yes. That God's going to pour in you and that's going to cause your life to change. But you're not looking for that. You're looking for the physical. And if it's not money, Ooh, that man or that woman going to walk through that door and they're going to see me only and that's it. God heard me. Oh, he heard me when I was praying. You missed it again. God, look how we look at food. Jesus, help us. Help us. Because even when that manna and I was looking at, and that wave's Wept the churches. And, and, and I heard people say, Oh my God, I gotta, can I see it? I wanted to take my hand, put it in their mouth, see if they were really talking about it, and then go to their dental and make sure that they didn't get something that they paid for. What I'm literally saying, hear what I'm saying. God does provide nourishment. And you don't have to prepare for it. 
And you don't have to go after others to seek to confirm it. But the only way you're going to find that is that you pursue him. He's the one that came down from heaven. Not us. You know, sometimes even when scripture says he's the one that came down, who can open the scroll? I can't. I can't. I say that sometimes in the spirit. Like, I can't. Pick me. I can't. And I'm scared of my own shadow. <laughs> We're quick to jump, but we forget to assess. to what you're eating and make sure it is serving your spirit and if you're not seeing that you're growing get out yeah. go where you're being nourished I'm not looking for numbers here I'm looking for people who will choose Christ I'm not looking to serve you something that's pleasing. I'm looking for you to find Christ in it. I'm accountable. He's going to hold me accountable. And he's going to say to me, did you feed them? And I would love to say yes. And I'd love to put it back on them to say, well, Lord, I fed them. But many of them chose not to eat. They wanted something else somewhere else. But I fed them. That's what I'm responsible for. Let's bring it up. Verse 35. Jesus replied, I am the bread of life. No one who comes to me will ever be hungry again. Well, did you guys get it? Yeah. I'm not it. You're not it. They're not it. God, all these prophets, ministers, and stuff, they're not it. It's Jesus. Amen. Even what I give you, you got to take back to him. Right. And then you got to ask him, how do you digest it? Yes. You got to take it back to him so that he can basically show you how to take it in. And, it, and when you sit before him and you really desire to understand, he gives you more. You guys don't even know that. You don't just take what you get here. You take what you get here, you go back and you sit before him. And in your quiet time, he says, let me open this up to you. Let me show you this as well. Let me cause you to come into this as you look at that. That's what he does. No, I'm one of the 5,000. Are you one? I'm one of the 5,000 that keeps showing up the next day and say, where the food? Get it? Yeah. Where's the food? You provided meal for me yesterday. Where's the food for me today? You're a fisherman. Done in others, where's my miracle? 
And you know what he says? What garments do you have on? Because he knows that I don't have on the right garments. And some of us want to come to the table with the wrong garments on. And Christ is literally trying to get you to understand that you can't fashion yourself after the world and come to his table. Wow. We still talking about food. God, he get your clothing too. Let's get going. Those who believe in me will never thirst. But you haven't believed in me even though you have seen me. Oh my God. Those in me. I wake up in the middle of the night thirsty. I know some of you guys got bottle of bottles next to your bed like me. Because I'm always thirsty. But he said, those who believe in him will never thirst. What are you thirsty for? What are you really desiring? And will that desire get you in heaven? Will that desire keep you in his ways? Picking on sentiment again? <laughs> oh my God. She makes these amazing tacos. Oh my God. I don't care what kind of meat you use, but they're just amazing. And I could eat them for days on end. Because she makes this special sauce that goes with it. I don't even know what it's called. What's the sauce called? Say that again? Avocado chromosome, whatever that is. <laughs> All I know is green. <laughs> And she takes the hot seeds out of it so I can eat it, okay? I don't even know if she put hot peppers in it or not. I don't know. But whatever it is, when I pour it over my tacos, oh my God. And, and, and then she takes the shell and she puts it on the fire. Do you hear me? She takes the shell and she puts it on the fire without a skillet. And she burns it left and right. And, 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 I, and, and I remember when she first burned, I thought, like, I don't like burnt food. And so she gave me this taco shell. And it was burnt. And then she poured the meat and she gave me all the stuff and the pickles, you know, the pickled onions and all of that stuff. And she mixes it all together. And then I'm like, oh, I'm sitting there like. <laughs> When I like something, I look at how much other people are eating. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. I look around and say, hmm, you got too much on your plate. Because 
I'ma need some leftovers. <laughs> Hopefully you guys get what I'm saying. <laughs> and in that place, I'm going to need some leftovers. There's no invitation for outsiders. Because you'd be like, oh, I'm cooking this, or I'm cooking that. We don't have it. She is not cooking. She just said she was. You know how she is. <laughs> we don't have it. When I really get good food, I want other people to get what I get from Jesus. I want you to get food because you make it good for me. And so if I get something and you get something from Jesus at the same time, I'm mad at you because he was supposed to only give it to me. You guys better move what other people grow too. Because you're like, they growing alongside of me? Go back to sleep. Go back to sleep. And what you eating over there? Knock that food on the floor so they only have one taco. <laughs> We don't have to-go containers in this house. Because you ain't taking no good food home. Because if you outgrow me, I'm going to be upset. Do you not see it? Yes, a thousand percent, yes. Gosh, this one has so much in it. The scripture has so much. Because it deals with so much of our physical. Because we tend to neglect the spiritual. Yes. Hear what the Spirit of the Lord is trying to get you to see. I love how you guys get excitement and you start laughing with me. Every time you laugh, I said, Lord, take that off of them. Remove that from them. That they may be seasoned with you. Holy Spirit said, now talk about when sinner, sin just made, what was that? A uh, couple of days, a couple of days ago, she made chicken pot pie soup with fresh home bake made um, biscuits. Mm. I don't like wet food. <laughs> <laughs> Do not take my soup and throw bread on top of it. You just messed up my whole soup. You just, you just messed up. Wet food just don't work well with me. Going somewhere with this. There's something in this. Hopefully you guys understand. And so she hands me, I'm anticipating, when, when, when the food's good, if you know me, she turn her back, I'm stealing. <laughs> she go in the other room, I'm consumed. 
But I ain't gonna tell her. I done stuck my fork or spoon in there and I took what I needed to take and she don't even know I took it. Or she'll turn around and say, what you doing? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. And she said, Mom, stop eating before I'm finished. Well, I'm hungry now. Hear what I'm saying? Mom, stop eating before I'm finished. I'm hungry now. I want to eat before it's fully baked. Get it? Lord, I don't have time. Just give me what I need right now before it's fully baked. Mm. And I keep going back and stuff. And so when he sets the, she sets the table and says, time to eat. I'm like, I'm full. But let's go back to the white bread. So she made this amazing soup. Still a little bit in the refrigerator. But I'm going to tell you why it's in the refrigerator. Made this amazing soup. So when I walk in, I said, hmm, biscuits. Hmm, biscuits. And then I take a second look at it, and I was like, they are homemade. And they got a nice color to them. Because I'm about to color. When it comes to biscuits, it's got to have a nice color. And then I said, ooh, you can see that there was somebody put a little effort and there's a butter topping. Hmm. And then I look over to the side, I'm like, oh, no, nah, she burned down a little bit more. I ain't eating that. And then I said, no, nah, I can just take the bottom off and eat the rest because the top still got a pretty color. And I'm just waiting because I'm patient this time because I probably had something previously. Yeah, I was coming from church. I had something previously. Donuts, sugar. <laughs> and so I get in the house. I'm sitting there, I'm waiting. And the food is done. I can see all the vegetables. I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be good to my body. Cleanser. You know, I'm excited. And I can see the biscuits, you know, waiting because I'm thinking she's going to put it on the side plate so I can eat, you know, separately. And then all of a sudden, she serves the food and she takes these two biscuits and she dumps them in the soup. I said, oh no, I can't eat that. <laughs> you done messed up my entire meal. Now what I'm excited about, I can't be excited about. So I snatched them out. <laughs> because I don't want anything immersed. Hopefully you guys got what I just said. Because I don't like to be immersed. Because when you're immersed, it starts separating, right? And then it begins to go through and through, and then it begins to divide. So what it looks like is no longer what it's supposed to be. So in that place where it looks like, it's all over the place. Isn't that us? When God comes and he prepares the best table, and then he starts dipping you deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And then things on the inside of you start separating. And then you start feeling things coming off and coming off. And you're like, this don't feel good to me. This don't feel right to me. And then you start breaking up. And then what you close off and say, no, I'm done. Not now, maybe tomorrow, Lord. 
but what you have for me, I'm not ready. I still got to bake this myself. Get what you're saying? I still got to change these things on my own. Let me dip me when I'm ready. Let me change me when I'm ready. But I cannot let you just dip me. Because if something separates and I'm not in control, I don't know what I'm going to do, Lord. Because then people will see the real me. And I can't take that risk. Oh my God. Hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to us. Oh my God. You need to be unclothed. Yes. You need to be dead. You need to be immersed in Him. Yes. And the only way you're going to be that is that you surrender. He's the cup that you want to drink. He's the bread that you want to eat. Hear what he's asking you today. I believe I can go through now. John 6, verse 37. However, those the Father has given me will come to me, and I will never reject them. For I have come down from heaven to do the will of God who sent me, not to do what I want. And this is the will of God, that I should not lose even one of all those he has given me. Let me stop you right there because I was getting ready to say it. Stop. And then he said, I want you to say one more thing. And he said, have you ever went with somebody to somebody's house for a party and you felt unwelcome? Yes. You felt unwelcome even before you went there. Yeah. But when you got there, you were welcome. Did you get it? Yes. Not only were you welcome, but you were treated like, wow, you, yes. they knew you all the time. Mm -hmm. And then that they knew you were coming. And you were so thrilled, like, oh my God, you need to be my friend. <laughs> and they exchanged numbers with you, and you guys just became friends overall. You're like, whoa, this is the best experience ever. He said, that's what it looks like when I invite you to the table. Amen. He said, in my house, all is welcome. Amen. Come and eat. Amen. Verse 39. And this is the will of God, that I should not lose even one of all those he has given me but that I should raise them to eternal life at the last day. For it is my Father's will that all who see his Son and believe in him should have eternal life, that I should raise them at the last day. Then the people began to murmur in disagreement because he had said, I am the bread from heaven. They said, this is Jesus, the son of Joseph, 
We know his father and mother. How can he say, I came down from heaven? But Jesus replied, don't complain about what I said. For people can't come to me unless the father who sent me draws them to me. And at the last day, I will raise them from the dead. Stop there. He's so funny. He gave me another scenario. <laughs> I don't need everybody potato salad. <laughs> I just don't need everybody potato salad. And the main reason why I don't eat everybody potato salad is because of the fact I don't know what they put in it. Some people put mustard. Some people even go as far as putting ketchup in potato salad. I just don't get it. But I don't need everybody's potato salad. But then I know a lot of people don't really make potato salad. They make you think they made potato salad. And so they go to the grocery store and get this potato salad that looks like potato salad and they throw some extra stuff in it to make it look like it's potato salad. They'll cut up some eggs. They'll throw a little bit more of, you know, peppers and all that other stuff in it. And they'll stir it, but it still had a water base. Well, why did I share about something? Let me tell you. I only eat my mother's potato salad. Or somebody that knows how to cook my mother's potato salad. Because my mother put care in it. She took the time to boil the potatoes. She took the time to cut up everything. And she always had fresh ingredients. Hear me? And, and, and you didn't find stuff in her potato salad that you didn't know what it was. <laughs> and it didn't have water base to it. And another thing, I can go in the house and I did not find the plastic containers for Ralph's in the trash can after they said they made the potato salad. And so what I'm saying here is I'm going to eat from my father's house and eat the right ingredients because he makes the right preparation for me. Hear what he just said. Verse 45, as it is written in the scriptures, they will all be taught by God. Everyone who hears and learns from the Father comes to me. Not that anyone has ever seen the Father, only I, who was sent from God, have seen him. I assure you, anyone who believes in me already has eternal life. Yes, I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate manna in the wilderness, but they all died. 
<coughs> However, the bread from heaven gives eternal life to everyone who eats it. I am. He literally said that the word that he speaks is what's going to sustain you. Yeah. He's literally telling you that everybody before him ate and they died. But he's saying, through him you have eternal life. Amen. Keep going. Verse 51. I am the living bread that came down out of heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, offered so the world may live. Then the people began arguing with each other about what he meant. How can this man give us his flesh to eat, they asked. So Jesus said again, I assure you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you cannot have eternal life within you. But those who eat my flesh and drink my blood have eternal life, and I will raise them at the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is the true drink. All who eat my flesh and drink my blood remain in me and I in them. I live by the power of the living Father who sent me. In the same way, those who partake of me will live because of me. I am the true bread from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will live forever and not die, as your ancestors did, even though they ate the manna. He said these things while he was teaching in the synagogue in Capernaum. That's it. Wow. Awesome closing, huh? Because he's literally saying that there's no other way but through him. Amen. He's saying that no other bread is going to sustain you but his bread. But I want you to read that again because I really want you guys to hear because there's some things that I want you guys to hear what he's saying. Hear that? Verse 51. I am the living bread that came down out of heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, offered so the world may live. So he's literally saying he's the living bread and he's came down from heaven. And he said, anyone that eats of him shall live. So, as he was going through this message, he talked about all these places that we choose to eat. But he's literally saying, it's him only. Unless he tells you to eat here, or to eat there, or to eat over there, you should not be eating from anything other than him. Because what he prepares for you is what you need. And what you need shall sustain you in him. But you can't run to all these other places trying to eat. And some of you, oh, Pastor, yeah, I listen to your message. I listen to Joe Blow, Sister Soul, Auntie Flo. <laughs> and a host of other people and then you come in a place of confusion you don't know who you are because you don't know who you belong to 
to really eat from him. And as you eat from him, he'll tell you where you belong. He said, go sit in that place. And don't move till I tell you. And so that's why we have so many people hopping all over the place. Because they haven't sat in front of him. Jelly beans. Candy. Ice cream. Pretty plates. Hot food. No food. Cold food. Food that you can't digest. Hear what he's saying today. Finish that off one more time. I want you guys to listen. Say it slow that they can hear it. Verse 52. Then the people began arguing with each other about what he meant. How can this man give us his flesh to eat? They asked. Jesus said again, I assure you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you cannot have eternal life within you. But those life within you, do you hear me? Unless you're feeding on Christ, you don't have eternal life. You have everything else flowing through you, but there's no eternal life. You're not being transformed. You're not being changed. You're the same person you woke up from five years old, but you're just in a bigger body. And that's why you see so many people in the bigger bodies, but they're still five, six, and seven. They just grew up, but they didn't grow up spiritually. And that's why you see them with health issues, because they're eating the wrong food. Hopefully you see it. Most people like candy because candy is pleasing. But candy causes other effects to the body. And eventually it takes over and it destroys the temple altogether. Hear what he's saying. Let's go ahead. Verse 54. But those who eat my flesh and drink my blood have eternal life and I will raise them at the last day. And when you eat his flesh and you eat his blood, you'll find you won't have issue with sinning. It goes away. And, and if you're in constant sin, that means you're not eating him. Mm -hmm. You're eating other substance. And we talked about all these other substance. Be about him. Be about him. Be about him. He said one more time. Be about me. For my flesh is the true food. And my blood is the true drink. All who eat my flesh 
and drink my blood remain in me. Wow. You know, we won't be going in and out of Christ, in and out of Christ, in and out of Christ, having behavior issues. Not saying that everybody's going to be fully complete because our completeness is in him. Yeah. And I, I would say to you guys, the stuff that remains is the stuff that he allows because the stuff that remains is the stuff that he will use. And God can use anything. Anything. If you will allow him to use you. Keep going. All who eat my flesh and drink my blood remain in me and I in them. I live by the power of the living Father who sent me in the same way, those who partake of me will live because of me. <coughs> I am the true bread from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will live forever and not die as your ancestors did, even though they ate the manna. He said these things while he was teaching in the synagogue at Capernaum. And so in that, Jesus speaks to all of us today about the meals that we've been eating. And his desire for us to really turn and truly seek him. And so as we begin to move into 2023, wow, do you guys hear that? 2023. We have to truly be mindful of what we're taking in. If it's not changing you, if it's not transforming and causing you to desire Christ more, then you've got to stop putting it in you. If it's decaying your vessel, then you've got to really begin to cry out to the Lord and ask Him for help. And God will rescue anyone that's seeking help. But you have to seek it. You have to choose him. Can you go to Psalms 8110 and read that? Psalms 8110. For it was I, the Lord your God, who rescued you from the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it with good things. And so, I started off the message by talking about this bird that was chasing after his food and it had its mouth open up, but it never decided to take. He expected the food to drop in on its own. God expects you to pursue him for the living word and stop thinking it's going to drop in on its own. Hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to you today. Can we all stand? And for those of you who are online, I pray that this message bless you and that God so ever keep you. And if you're pursuing anything after outside of Him, take the time to repent, ask Him for forgiveness, and reestablish a firm relationship with Him because it's going to be necessary 
in the year to come. Yes. Hear what the Spirit of the Lord says to you. Praise be to God and be blessed. Amen. Amen. If God is building top quality faith in your life through this ministry, we pray that you will partner with us by giving. You can visit our website, tqfm.org. Also, remember to subscribe for more messages like this.